Um, so we're coming together today um, to talk about a lot of stuff that's happened. We're going to try not to talk about the trial that we've been going to every day and talking about every day to everyone all the time. Um, so we'll try to keep that to a minimum. Um, but I want to start it like this. For three weeks in a row, I was in Dover. And this had nothing to do with what I saw in the courthouse, which was absurd in itself. Uh, I went to a rally uh, to support the veto override uh, for the totally like slam-dunk marijuana bill. Of course, that, that fails. The next week, I'm in, I'm in court, but I walk over to Leg Hall um, to meet Carl. I think we mentioned it, and I saw Carrie there and Ray Krantz outside the Green Amendment hearing. Some, you know, Mike Przicki's in a, in a packed lobby. <sighs> exactly. This week, early this week, uh, I walk over. Now, Leg Hall's pretty empty. No, no, not a lot of public there. There's a hearing. I go up because I want to give uh, Medina the book that she won. She won a cop- signed copy of Hal's book, What's the Matter with Delaware, uh, because she's a patron of our, our beautiful program here. So the... Um, the admin assistant lets, lets me in the hearing room, and I see Medina, and I see Larry Lambert, and I see a couple goofy guys that I know, Mike Ramone. Um, I noticed our boy, your boy Mike, is it Mike Stevens? What's his weird name? What's <laughs> the guy? You, Mike Smith? Yeah, Mike Smith I noticed and Mike Ramone. I know he had a dorky name. Yeah, your buddy. He's Mike Smith's your buddy, right? Yeah. He, mm. tries, he tries to get our, you know, I know you said you don't want to talk about Kathy McGinnis, but we teamed up on that one and oh, yeah. failed miserably. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I sit down, and I'm going to listen to a little of this, this hearing, because I'm interested in that stuff. I don't really even know what they're talking about. Um, and the first uh, witness comes up to give their thing. It's a guy from uh, Chamber of Commerce. Surprise. And he's like, i got to tell you guys, I'm, I'm standing uh, with the chamber against this bill. I mean, just this session, you passed the Family Medical Leave Act. I mean, enough is enough. Yeah, God <laughs> forbid. I'm like, this guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> And so I decide I'm going to get up. I'm like, I, I'm not. This was like, this took like 90 seconds. I literally sat down, got right back. Up. Yeah, you walked in, sat down. I was like, this somebody's... is the worst. I want to kill myself. I, <laughs> I had also smoked half a joint on the walkover. <laughs> so I was starting to like get a buzz. And I was like, this is going to ruin my buzz. So I get up. I just walk over very calmly, like a little, like a little, like a, um, you know, you see them at these hearings where they have their staff come up and they whisper to them. You got your wife just called. All this stuff. So I go right behind Medina and I tap her on the shoulder. I was like, here's your book. Good luck with this. And as I'm walking out, I hear, next up from the Chamber of Commerce, uh, fucking so-and-so. And, I'm, and I just was like walking out the door and feeling like, oh, thank God that door closed behind me. Because that was like, that was like a level of hell. Right? <laughs> and so those were my three experiences at, at Leg Hall uh, in the past three weeks. And they've all been total and utter nonsense. Um, all for different reasons. I, I described it in a show, and I described it again to Medina today. I, it gives me, the place gives me the creeps. Uh, and it, it, it's uh, just a dysfunctional pit of some of the stupidest, most craven, egotistical, egomaniacal, money-grubbing little bugs I've ever seen in my life. And um, I noticed it for three weeks in a row. I don't like it down there, and we're going to have to try to fix it somehow. I think we're going to talk about that quite a bit tonight.
Comrades and friends, this is the Highlands Bunker Podcast. We're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. Tonight, we're going to have a wrap-up show. Uh, we're recording this uh, June 20, what's it, 22nd, 23rd? 24th. 24th. Thank you, Carl. I have Kathy Brain. We've been going down. 301 bus from Wilmington to Dover is quite a haul ass. Um, so, a lot has happened this week. We have Kathy business. We have um, just a, you know, a freight train that we saw coming from, you know, maybe four years away, just hit, it in the, hit us in the face today. Um, I really didn't think I'd see Chief Justice Taney, his interpretation of the, the Constitution, you know, really come out to the fore again. But that's what we saw today. Um, but really, generally, um, this is a, a leg hall lament. Um, I think Medina has a lot to get off her chest. Ugh. But I just want to... Um, to introduce, you, you heard our, our representative. Um, she's just known as Medina. We don't have to say who she is. Um, Kirsten <laughs> Walther is here, uh, our resident um, Kathy Head archivist, um, support and crew. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. I'm uh, the emotional support podcaster for Medina today. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your tweets just, they, they get me through the day. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you for your service. You are so welcome. I'm glad that people are recognizing my hard work. So, um, Medina, what's going on? What's, what's, oh what's my the, God. What, well, what's, what, what is the, I think you, you sort of described it to me as like, you needed to get stuff off your chest. You needed to rant. A yeah. Little bit. I need, before, I need you to like bring in like, I don't know, like a pig for me to like, you know, punch like, I, I need beef. like, yeah, I need something, thing. you know, yeah, Rocky. Cause I feel like, so I said this actually going into, Day two of the Green Amendment committee hearing, which maybe we'll talk about. Um, they were like, you know, you got this. I was like, it's cool. You know, I'm Rocky. I'm ready to go. However many times they did a Rocky movie. And then as I um, had my bill tabled in the second one, I remembered, oh, yeah, the black guy gets killed in Rocky 2, right? Um, so... Rocky 4. Rocky 4. <laughs> Is it Rocky 4? Yeah. So the black guy wins in Rocky 1. Carl he loses <laughs> in Rocky 2. Correct. Uh, he becomes friends in Rocky Three and then dies in Rocky Four. Is that when Ivan is like? Yeah, if so he dies, uh, the he Russian dies. guy kills him. Yeah, all right. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. his son comes back in the sequels. I haven't seen those. So the sequels, you got to cut it off. Good. So I have two more committee hearings before I get killed. Basically, is what I'm hearing. Maybe <laughs> we'll get two. this passed. Just don't, don't, <laughs> don't fight the up and coming uh, Soviet boxer with the money. <laughs> When you're when it's out of your league, um. yeah. So one of my main initiatives for this session uh, died an excruciatingly slow, painful death, um, which you were able to witness some of. And then um, my other main bill, which had to do with education equity, has not gotten a hearing in the House because the Speaker doesn't want to put it on the agenda, even though it has the votes. Um, I don't know if it's because his grandkids go to charter schools or if it's because his daughter works at a charter school. Wait, do I know? I don't know. That's, you uh, you well, guys tell me. I don't me, know. Maybe I do say, know I'm, why I'm, he doesn't want I'm it to be on the agenda. And as a journalist, I think I can say for, you know, as sure <laughs> as WDEL is, that, that that's the reason. Yeah. Well, whatever the reason may be, it's not getting a vote. Um, so I decided I was going to come on the show and just you know, air all my grievances and maybe, you know, if it does anything at all, maybe it's just entertaining for those of you who are listening. It's like the woke mob is trying to cancel you. You know, the woke mob of oh like my leadership. God. 
Um, Speaking of canceling, yeah, and we're giving you your culture. right. We're platforming you though. Yeah, like, well, I uh, appreciate Matt, that. We, Thai beer, yeah, whatever it's thing free, is. This is free <laughs> speech. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we don't. We're not going to be intimidated by the woke mob. Well, I appreciate you guys bringing up cancel culture because that's the other thing that's happening um, in my life as a legislator. June eighth, I was in a manufactured housing committee hearing, and this, you know, parasitic, exploitative landowning guy who decided to displace hundreds in my district last year tried to name check me during his um committee testimony he had like two minutes to you know talk about why we should support a bill and decided to instead of you know persuading me by being nice for once um to remind me of the situation that's happening in my district as a threat and he got my name wrong so i destroyed him and then (laughs) then Much like one of those weird people that you just can't get to leave you alone after you've told them multiple times you don't like them. He continued to approach me. So he approaches me um, Tuesday this week in Legislative Hall while I'm talking to someone and is like standing behind me as I'm talking to them. I was like, oh, no, no, no. You're not part of this conversation. And I don't need you behind me either. And he like, "Oh, oh, my God, like walks away a little bit, but like stands there staring at us the whole time. Then the next day, I guess he didn't like how I you know, told him to leave me alone, sends a letter <laughs> attachment via email to every member of the General Assembly asking for an apology. You should have just repli- <laughs> immediately replied all and just went, no. So I was going to do that. And then I decided, no, no, I'm going to air all my grievances again, because that's 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 the you know, that's what I'm on this week. Apparently, um, everybody can know. <laughs> so. I told him, you know, I mean, you can, I don't know, you can maybe do an excerpt and share word for word if anybody wants to see it, because it is public information at this point. Um, But yeah, I told him basically, you know, if you want to go cry about it, go cry about it. But it's kind of funny that I'm the millennial. There's a lot of candy. And he's the snowflake. (laughs) Like, dude. (laughs) Buddy, you, you were triggered because you're, you're soft. Yeah. You're beta. So triggered. You know what happened? There was an alpha in that conversation. And a beta in that conversation. And are we going to name this What's guy? What's not clicking, Steven? Steven, come on. What's not buddy. clicking? His name's Jerry Heisler, but oh, Jerry. So, that, was, I mean, I that read, was a meme for the, for I can the read TikTok the, release. Uh, the article or the, the email, if that's helpful. <laughs> the article. It was a long email. So this <laughs> is. This is also, uh, to be clear, typed um, on so your phone. So let me do <laughs> this in what, like, well, 10 so, minutes. Yeah, he you sent out this initial. Let me do this. Let, let's just be clear who this guy is because I'm I have an idea. Jerry oh, Heisler. Yeah. He's a, he's a, like a landowner where people I guess have um, the manufactured homes. Yeah, he works yeah. With, for he's the Raybold group. He's a manager with Raybold. So he's a Raybold manager and self-proclaimed so, philanthropist. Oh, well, he supports... don't even. We're not going to even go Planned down the philanthropy Parenthood. route. We're not even going to do that. Yeah. Well, so so this guy. You know, is, what are you complaining about? So like? this guy is. <laughs> he's doing based good. on the based on the algorithm. The algorithm that I run in my mind. This guy is an A one douchebag. So let's let's see what he said uh, when he was triggered uh, by Medina. Uh, so I don't have the original letter, but I do have your response. Well, which so is, so his letter basically said, you know, you're not um, being very apology. Nice. Not, I think this is not becoming of a legislator. Well, yeah, yeah but let me just let me just start because he did fake me out a little bit with the beginning, which was I apologize for misstating your name. Um, and I was like, oh, are you going to continue? And he continued with. But 
the way that you spoke to me in the committee hearing with an air of rudeness, I, I read this too many times, um, <laughs> and disrespect was not becoming. And um, and I'm sure it was embarrassing for you even. So, you know, an apology is warranted. So my response. Before this response comes, I can, I can assure you, Stephen. No, I'm sorry. Jerry, I can, I can absolutely assure you. Um, she was not embarrassed by it. No. We're we're actually talking about it now and laughing uh, at you. And that day, I went home and this showed it to story. my mommy. Yeah, Jerry. We're showing. And she it was around. proud of me too. We're yeah. showing it. Around I hear actually, Medina's mom says that you should apologize to her. Yes. So say something again, and we'll see who apologizes, my friend. So what was what was uh, Medina's response? And was this just to him? This was to him and every single legislator because he also tagged every single legislator in his email. I like it. Good move. Jerry, you're delusional. I will not be apologizing to you. I guess your idea of professional and necessary is displacing hardworking families and senior citizens on a fixed income and making a political statement out of it. This is what you were invoking in your public comment. This is a letter you put on the doors of families of my community or uh, doors of members of my community which I'm honored to represent. You are not my constituent. These families are. I care about them and not your fragile feelings. And so then you attach the letter that he put on in Timberlane, which is, um, how's that, like 60 to 80 houses? Over 100. Over 100 houses. Um, 120 plus. So that's in your district. Um, and it's not the only manufactured housing community in your district that's being displaced no. right now. Um, but it's basically a letter saying that, like, yeah, we're changing the land use, so get out. You have a year. Bye bye. But the the part that really set me off in the committee hearing was the line in that letter that says it's because of legislative restrictions making the market one where they can no longer offer the same services they've been proud to, you know. Oh yeah. Give so them. Timberlane LLC has decided to change the use of the current manufactured home community in light of the continued legislative restrictiveness affecting the condition. And he also used the wrong affecting. He used E-F-F uh, the instead, e instead of A-F-F. Instead of the, uh, instead of the, instead of the verb. Affecting the condition and operation yeah, of our community, effecting. we can no longer provide services to adequately meet the standards that Raybould has provided for the past decade. Ha <laughs> ha. You made it, You made one of the dumbest grammatical errors in that. Normally, I wouldn't be so pedantic, but you're a <laughs> fucking little yeah. snake. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess your idea of professional necessary is bothering every member of the GA because I hurt your feelings. Well, boo-hoo, go cry about it. Grow up. Not everyone thinks that you're a good person just because of your philanthropy. Just because Brian Townsend will pull up a chair for you at the table does not mean I have to. Every dollar you donate to Planned Parenthood or the synagogue doesn't erase the fact that you take advantage of some of the most vulnerable people in our community. You think dabbing some Chanel Number no. 5 on the stench of your evil works will make it smell nice? I'm not apologizing for, letting, for telling you that I don't respect you and that, the prof, that you profit off of exploiting people. I'm not surprised a well-to-do white man like you is trying to tone police a black woman like me. Been there, done that. Next caller, next caller. Can I just cut in there and say it's next caller, Ooh. next caller. Next caller, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, see, I think I think she should have done the reading herself. In though. hindsight, no, no. it's seeming more and more like that, but we're going to have to roll with it. Um, for anyone who's still reading, yesterday Jerry stood behind me and tried to insert himself and or eavesdrop on a conversation that did not concern him. I told him to get away from me. I guess that was just the last draw for him. Poor Jerry still can't read the body language and pick up on social cues. Now he thinks he deserves an apology. You know who deserves apologies, Jerry? The 120-plus families you displaced trying to scare us into taking your amendments into consideration. They deserve apologies. Every last person you displaced deserves one. And every last family you unethically profit off does, too. Jerry, in case this isn't clear by now, you disgust me. End of email. 
Get Outlook for iOS. That that's that is sick burn, Jerry. No, I mean, I, I think, Jerry, to sum up, uh, I would say, uh, fuck off. <laughs> this is my sort of like, uh, you know how I do like this abstract sort of meta take. Uh, and I've said it about like lobbyists. I've said it about most transactional politicians. It's sort of like they, they're doing a job and they're like, well, we can uh, we can rezone this for residential and, and make 3% next year. So fuck these people. And he's supposed to go down there and lobby why. You know, they're trying to, you know, the, the markets, you know, you're doing something with the market. Something you're doing is affecting and the here's market. And the, here's the crazy thing. Which is thing. fucking nonsense. We didn't get anything done. But here's the problem. Like, These guys don't even understand like that. He probably thinks that that idea that something the state legislator is do- legislature is doing is sort of like, oh, you know, that the water connection or something. You just want to make more money. Right. And you don't care that you displaced 120 people. But, Whereas the fat but people, right? that money he wants to make, he generously contributes to Planned Parenthood yeah. and Child Inc. And, um, You're fake. You're phony baloney. His name's up on the wall there. Well, of and course. when I came into office, he, he, he offered, not just to me, but to other legislators as well, to introduce us to the board at Planned Parenthood where he's a generous benefactor. Like, he's trying to make it seem like he's a good person. You're not a good person, Jerry. You're not a good person. Yeah, I will say this. I'm I'm pretty I have a pretty good handle on the the sort of executive fundraising and philanthropy end of Planned Parenthood Delaware for various reasons we don't need to go into. The people probably know. Actually, if Susan was here, she probably wouldn't even care I'm saying this. But it's those people are not nice people. I mean, we talked last night, um I I think it was with Bill and Carl was on, but I've told this story before about um, there's this award named for Sonia Sloan Shore. This blue blood lady just died. She was like 117 years old. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I think it was 118. Yeah. So they gave this award uh, in her honor uh, through Planned Parenthood for philanthropy, and we went to the, Wil- the Wilmington Country Club. Beautiful. It was the first time I met... Uh, Laura Sturgeon, I heard Paul Bombach give his uh, assisted suicide thing for the 115th time. Uh, love that guy. Um, but the, the the award went to, get this, Garrett and Tatiana Copeland. Ooh. Hot <laughs> shit, right? Oh, wait, oh, wait. We're big fans of that. Did you guys talk about um, how they got honorary doctorate degrees from UD? Did I tell you that we almost walked out of that uh, that speech because he was talking <laughs> about eugenics and shit? No way. Yeah, I, you ha- you can ask you can ask oh, Nurse Susan. Oh my tell god, you. that's you what the hotel that was my Uber driver a couple weeks ago said was the whole thing behind Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah, he was well, like, "Do you know who's yeah. killed the most black people?" And I was like, "Where are we going? Like, how much longer till I get home?" That's yeah. awesome. My He's friend's like, professor Paranoid. at UD um, has been on that, um, or this past semester, and like she would message me. It was like a very small class she was in with. I think two other people and yeah she was just getting like she was absorbing so much um yeah just it does it does a number man yeah it's a number on your brain the the hoteps are fun like I like that stuff I like like sometimes I put up your tube yeah yeah because I like (laughs) it's funny because I like call myself that got me out of like knowing this stuff actually got Susan and I out of a jam on the island of Grand Turk (laughs) did you ever hear that story no (laughs) should I tell it I mean, I might I as well with the so, Friday yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, you no. can't drop the Isle of Grand yeah. without <laughs> elaborating. So I think you you might have said it in a previous episode, but it was a while ago. Yeah. Okay, so 
Susan and to I, be clear, knowing about like Hotep beliefs got you out of this jam? Sort of. Like Hotep, um, Nation of Islam, Black okay. Separatists, like fruit, the fruit of Islam and shit, knowing all that jargon yeah. and stuff. And and saying it like in a in a way where I I I am let's be honest I'm there's there are some things I'm a little sympathetic to, um, so Susan and I <laughs> nurse Susan and I are on this cruise I'd never been on a cruise before mm-hmm. in my life, and uh, I didn't think I would like it, and we got sucked into sort of like this quasi pseudo pseudo family sort of thing. Um, what <laughs> you were sucked into a new family. <laughs> You were like absorbed by another family. On the no, cruise. we were. It we're was never going to get to the end no. of the story. <laughs> well, everything, every sentence he says sounds like it's starting a new story. <laughs> I can't it's imagine. Off. Yeah, I'm it's all going to connect. Because I could write a whole book about this, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe you so should. anyway, we're on this cruise. It was horrible. Um, I, I didn't enjoy myself. Um, little kids were, were with like Susan's family, and we had to watch these little kids. It was awful. I didn't enjoy it. Well, one day we go to this port of call. In Grand Turk, and you get to get off the thing, and even when you get off the thing, you only go like where the resorts are. Yeah, and like it's like a water park at one place and little thing at the other place. It sucked, but it, I, it just so happened that my favorite team, Tottenham Hotspur, were playing in a Champions League match that day. It was like a, a Tuesday or Wednesday, and I wanted to watch the match. And so I walked. We Susan and I walked to the edge of the resort area, and we just asked a guy to resort like. How do we get? How do we watch the Champions League football from England? And he goes, "Pink Bar, you got to go to Pink Bar." I said, "Cool. What's what's the what's the process?" He's like, "Get on, uh, go with this guy, this little mini bus. He's gonna take like six tourists to another little row of shops and stuff. It's like touristy, like jewelry and stuff. Don't get off there. <clears throat> You're gonna go across the middle of the island where there's like this old salt pit." And you're going to go to this local place, Pink Bar. Just tell him that. He'll take you there. Worked out perfect. Everything that he said was going to happen, happened. We get to the Pink Bar. It's basically just a block, a cinder block lean-to with a little bit front, and it has it's painted pink. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but there's really nothing around it, and there's like a little motel or like little apartments this way and around the back. Well, over the course of a couple hours, they do find the game on the TV, place is going in and out I, i'm i'm stoned and we're just drinking el presidente's like she's just giving <laughs> of us bottles of el presidente we, i think we drank a case of el presidente both of us but there was funny stuff that happened like we were trying to communicate with them and like they said they had food but they didn't have food but then we gave them money and they just brought like crab cakes from like down the street wherever they came from like and they were per- they were great they were in the, you could tell they were prepared in like a regular spot but i don't even know how where they came from <laughs> They were just pulling out presidentes out of Bring the thing. Bring me crap cakes. Well, they, they send <laughs> like, me to the. They send me least. to the. They send me to the toilet. At some point, I have to use the toilet. I go around the back. And a lot of these places, if you've ever been in the Caribbean, anywhere like Jamaica, uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, a lot of these places, you go around back, and there's like a, you know, utility room. You can, you can use a use a toilet. I go around back. I do it. It was pretty creepy because you had to walk in front of these like motel rooms. Didn't really get it. There's oh. a guy sitting outside. Well, I come back, and about 10 minutes later, Susan says something about, you know, kind of having to maybe use the bathroom. And I said, what's around there? She's like, I can't go around there. And she picked up on, like, it looked like there was potentially some prostitution going on. Oh. So now I'm like, getting kind of creeped out. But we're there. going to just finish up. All of a sudden, this guy comes in. He's like, he's like the lawyer of the town. 
whatever. Um, and we, we start talking to him, pretty cool. Um, then we realize the guy's kind of like a maniac. Uh, he starts talking about... <laughs> One does pick up on this normally pretty quick in a conversation. Well, I mean, we were trying to be... <laughs> we were trying to be... Cool. Yeah, but this, right, this conversation right. goes on with this guy the whole second half of this game. Oh 45 God. minutes, almost Ooh. an hour. Then he starts talking about, like, he starts talking about, like, having sex with Susan in a weird what? way. He starts talking about, like, tourists uh, coming. Because I noticed when we pulled in. As opposed to a normal way, also. Like, <laughs> well, in a Good more oblique way. There. Not in a direct. Not, it, was, it was indirect, but I, it was even clear to me he was a moron. But it wasn't Got like, it. I'm going to like rape your wife but it was some other like way that i picked up on mm. so now i'm like motherfucker and uh, he starts talking about the tourists because when we came across this the, the old salt pit we saw this like new development like gated development but it was like paid for by carnival cruise lines or whatever Ugh. so i'm like and then these people are just living in like a little sort of spot here and so like i, I picked up on that part of it so he starts talking about tourists and i'm like look buddy I know what I am. I'm not trying to disrespect this place. And he's talking about the nation of Islam shit. And I was like, are you in a fruit? Are you in a fruit of Islam? Because I know I can be a little crazy now because he's crazy. So I was like. You got to match crazy. I said, I know people in the fruit. I said, look, I know I know. Dr. Yacoub made me in the desert. I know I'm a devil, a white devil. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to disrespect your spot at all. We're just trying to enjoy the football game. And Susan's like, I, I think it's working. And so within about Two minutes of that. The match ends. I walk up to the bar. Susan, while I'm doing this, is on her phone. And I couldn't. I didn't know if she could get signal, and I see she's on her phone. So the guy gets distracted for a minute. She's like, I got a cab. It's going to be here in two minutes. We're great. And you can see at the thing. So I see coming down the th- dirt road to fucking cab. So I walk up to the bar. I show the bartender. It's just a woman, like 20-year-old woman. We had like, I don't know, 20 beers and two sandwiches. I showed her, I said, do you take uh, American money? She said, yeah. So I said, $100 bill. She was like, great. It was probably like 10 bucks. I said, we're, we're leaving. And, I, and we just walked out. Like, we just left. Because this guy, we saw the thing. Literally, the, as the cab was pulling in, it was still moving, and we were jumping in the oh sliding door. <laughs> One of those so, situations. Yeah, but it, I, had, I had a lot of fun. Sounds, this yeah. sounds it was a like a time. fun interaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? one of those things I was telling. Uh, Objectively, I was yeah. I was telling uh, Bill. It's like one of those things. Like you do, and you're like, "Well, I'm glad I did that, but I'm not lining up to do it again." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I, I gave him the full like. I, I said, you know, in Detroit there were two temples. You know, I gave him the full like Nation of Islam history, and so I I did like a Steve Wood razzle dazzle. Wow. On it. Like the defense attorney for I feel like, isn't that like a defense mechanism of some animals in the wild? I mean. Where they like act like they're a different species. I'm an animal. (laughs) There's no question about that. That's, um, it's like you did a, what's his name? Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. When he's like, oh, when he talks to the cops, he's like, you know Jim or Jim knows you or, uh. slowly crab walking out of here yeah well i tried that i so i ended up stuck in a um uber long story but from fishtown back to newark delaware and they were doing construction on 95 let's just say that so it was probably an hour and a half and it was the day that that white supremacists shot up the grocery store in buffalo so my guy was on. He was on one. Um, I think 
let's let's talk about something serious that happened this week. Had just happened today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, just so we can kind of put it in perspective and, and just at least mention that it happened. So Roe v. Wade got overturned today at a national level. Um, not only did the opinion get leaked months ago, but, I mean, this was a thing we saw coming month, years ago. Um, you know, basically when Alito got into court, it was over, and that was something that we could sort of predict, too. Um, so, you know, Bill and I talked about this on the way back from Dover. It's very discouraging. As I said before, it's very discouraging to see people use the, 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 the constitutional interpretation of, of Chief Justice Taney and the Dred Scott decision. I mean, you got to be really, really warped to put something like that on paper. Um, or to or to say that um, you know the right to to contraception or to marry who you want is now also up in the air. You got to be a, that's depraved. It's really depraved. Um, but my position was, and I wanted to get your guys to you know talk about it. Everybody in this room is doing everything they can, and I know the three of you are an inspiration to me, and hopefully we can all be inspirations to everybody to get them to do something. And I know that it's a, it's a, it, it, on an individual basis, it's very bad. Um, but I hope people don't get too, too down about it um, because we just have to redouble our efforts because it's, it, that's in the past now. We saw it coming, happened, rearview mirror, we got we to fucking buckle up. And, you know, I, 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 don't, have any, I don't have any advice. Um, I don't have any words of wisdom. Uh, but it's real fucked up. I can tell you that. So I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to go because it's yeah. depressing and it's it's just been a depressing time, I feel like. And it's probably going to get worse, unfortunately. All I'll say is stop telling people to vote because that's yes. not going to do it. Right. And like, yeah, it's important to vote. But enough of the bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it's so patronizing like, and stupid. General? Yeah, like they're not like, even saying who to vote oh, for. Oh, you need to vote. And it's like, first off, so many more people have been voting than yes. ever before. It was record and they're turnout being, in 2020. Right, and, and they're being disenfranchised. Yeah. And gerrymandered all over the country. And yeah. then, yeah, you vote up here and you vote for a Democrat that stifles Democrat bills from getting done. Right. So, like, yeah. that that's just really driving me up the wall, That all that rhetoric about, oh, well, you guys just need to vote. That's the one. That's the most important thing you can do. I will say that's definitely not true. <laughs> also, look at here in Delaware. So um, Carl and I had just come from the um, rally in Newcastle today. and Yeah, we had like 100, 200 people in Battery Park. It was a really yeah. good turnout. It was a really good wow. turnout, yeah. And it was great. And, I mean, people were really bravely sharing some of their stories of either having abortions or sexual violence or, you know, just different, different experiences. Um, and, you know, I hope that people did feel a sense of solidarity and comfort in like sharing with the group but yeah it's definitely frustrating to hear some people there just telling everyone to vote and saying there's no excuse for not voting well i will tell you that you know if you are for example canvassing wilmington like i've done before and um pretty much every shift i've had a conversation with someone who didn't realize they were now eligible to vote 
from a law that was changed in 2013. Mm. What is the Delaware Democratic Party doing about that, about the fact that so many people don't know they're eligible now? Yeah. Um, and it's not just Wilmington. Like, it's true, yeah. It's like, so I, 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 I mostly just canvassed there. But Ellesmere like, a few weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. I had somebody who didn't realize, and then yeah. I was down in Seaford in like a suburban neighborhood, yeah. and this guy answers the door. And it really, like, it's not, yeah, you know, it's, a, right. it's something that is definitely racially... It definitely tends to be a racialized thing, but yeah. there's plenty of people of all backgrounds oh, that yeah, for sure. committed well, a felon at one point. Well, you guys have all met Mira Devada, yeah. right, from ACLU? Yeah, Mira's great. Yeah. I mean, that's her. Uh, hopefully, I mean, everybody that the ACLU has brought on uh, in the last two years yeah. has been f- f- like a superstar level. And so I'm hoping because... Superstar. Exactly. Superstar. And so I'm hoping that that um, really... I, and I agree with Medina. I, I, like... <clears throat> Voting is important because we can get candidates elected yeah. to office like Medina. But to pretend that yeah. that's the thing that you're going to... It's because, a tactic. Yeah, and it's and it's a particularly weak one, as a matter of well, fact. Well, especially when we're talking about a Supreme Court, right? Like, we're yeah. we're talking about the part of government, the one branch that we cannot vote for. Right. In Delaware, at least, right? Like, we don't have yeah. any elected judgeships. We do have the ability to vote for our U.S. senators and... Um, Chris Coons has voted for how many right. Republican judges? I mean, right. Like, and not just even some of the ones that I don't, I mean, they're all bad, but like he has voted for open white supremacists, like unapologetic, you know, Kurt Engelhardt is an unapologetic white supremacist who actually on the fifth circuit court was one of the deciding votes to like, um, push the, the, I believe it was the overturn of Roe up to the Supreme court. And it's like, when the fuck are you going to talk about that? Yeah, well, this is the problem, and and I get into this argument a lot again at, a, at a, like a meta level. When you make this argument, like, oh, by the way, the the Supreme Court, like you said, it's it's an undemocratic branch of government. I mean, yeah, they, we the Senate and the President, who's at the time fills the spot, but the Senate's undemocratic, right? Yeah, for reasons that are on purpose, and the Electoral College, the votes with the that, that installs the President's undemocratic, right? And so all three branches of government are horseshit institutions. And people don't want to – that's why they tell you to vote because it reinforces the idea that they're good and they're not good. Right. Um, you know, Medina get a seat at the table. Uh, but she used it the way that Carl, as he so eloquently read the, the response. Like that's what having a seat at the table is about. It's about getting there and bullying the people out that shouldn't be there, that don't represent the interest of the, the most people at the most time, um, the people that need their interests represented. Um, and, and not capital interest. It's bullshit. Um, but yeah, vote. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't. We can talk about voting I mean, when we have the, when we when we're talking about a campaign in here, like we, we had we released yeah. the we released the Sophie Phillips. Vote for Sophie Phillips. But but don't vote pretend out, that don't pretend that your every... rights being taken away uh by a reactionary fucking right. maniacs. Right. No, they're getting taken away by Democrats. Right. And that's right. what's been that's yes. what's been so incredibly frustrating about yeah. the past like two weeks, I'll say. Right. They have like, all the power. Yeah, and they cede it. Right. That's the thing. It's like we have the majority in the House, we have the majority in the Senate. We pass legalization of marijuana. Yeah. It goes to the governor. The governor vetoes it. It comes right. back to us. We try to override it and people cede yes. power. And it's we all... get less votes on yes. it and we did when we passed it. Because like all of it just goes into expanding the carceral state, giving cops the opportunity to search people because they, quote, smell marijuana. Right. Or, like, you know, people who are pregnant who, like, have a miscarriage or whatever. Like, it's all just feeding into the carceral right. state. And, like, 
And we have, like, we did um, codify the ability to get an abortion in Delaware a couple yeah. of years ago. But there's a lot more that we could be doing. There was a great bill that was introduced this session, HB 400, which I, like, was not prepared to share my, like, personal experiences on. But I ended up sharing during committee hearing just because of the the just prime bullshit that was being shared by committee members. And yesterday, one of our, the, so Rep Krista Griffith was the one who introduced it and was like fighting to get it through and everything. And I'm pretty sure we passed it out of the house um, a few weeks back. Yesterday, she zoomed in because she has COVID and asked the speaker to strike it. No idea why. No idea why. But what I heard was, oh, we don't have like enough votes to get it done. So why strike it? Like, that's another way of seating power. Why are we, like, removing <laughs> things from, like, you know, the fray? Like, put out as much as you can that's going to push things forward. Why are we getting rid of things that are moving us forward? Right. And, because I mean, Democrats don't want to support them. Put them, on, on the, put them on the spot. Make right. them say they do not and, support it. And, and you give it, remind me, remind, this like, is 400 house. Sorry, yeah, so 400 was, um, had to do with explanation of benefits for health insurance and making sure that, um, folks that are adults, but under the age of 26, so your private, what, whether you go to therapy, whether you have a pap smear, all those things, that information gets sent to the ben, the policyholder. Yep, I know what this Even is. though it should be protected by HIPAA. <laughs> um, but there are enough Democrats and enough Republicans that want to control their children, their family, like people's bodies. So maybe it's not as bad as abortion, but it's still an invasion of privacy, and you yeah, should still have. Like, one of the things you can get that was listed in there is abortion. Like that is a thing that you can get, and if it's yeah, at you a don't time, want your parents and, and to again, know, I'm which in certain it. cases, right. or if you are with an abusive spouse and right. you're getting their insurance, and they, as a case that we heard today, I won't like I don't know who the person was, but they gave the example of someone who was in an abusive relation whose spouse tried to impregnate them. To keep them in the relationship, and they got an abortion and had to pretend it was a miscarriage. If you are on their insurance, you can't do that. Right. That just puts you in more danger. And and people know that, so they're avoiding important health, you know, healthcare services, so that they can be safe in their home or they can have privacy. And that gets people sick. That makes people have other issues. You know, so it it was an important bill, and so that was just like another, you know. Thing on the list where it's like, why? Why are and we also giving like, up before we even try? There's an organized constituency now around the need to expand abortion access. You can call on those people. You know, yeah. you want backup, then you have it now. Yeah, and this I was just going to say, the uh, most I just got top a, of mind issue. I just got a A one A alert from uh, Nick Beard. Uh, she said uh, Medicaid abortions. Thank you. Yes. She always had to throw that in. She's right about that. So. Yeah, and that's like when going back to the people saying, "No, oh, just vote." Like. That is the one, the smallest thing you can possibly, and I, I'm very pro-voting, you know, I'm I'm more of like probably a let's go vote person than most people on the left, just because that's what I do for a job, but like, it ignores all the little things that lead up to who you even get to vote for, right? and who even gets to know who you can vote for, like, I, because speaking from the experience And how you see your elected now, officials. Yeah, like... The amount of effort it takes to find someone who's good enough as a candidate to really stand up to people and then to work with that candidate to get them to the place they need to be and run a campaign so they can actually talk to people and have those conversations that are necessary to be a good elected official, that is a shit ton of work. And, like, 
you can do that. It's not that hard. Um, I mean, it's a lot of work, but it, the work is fairly straightforward. Um, and then, like, it's it's your basically it's like building a pyramid. You got to start with a very big base, and those big sexy things that happen with like these big election victories or these big court victories, those are built off of years and years of institution building, of building relationships, of getting people slowly moving their way up through these institutions. Like the Federalist Society started, what was it, seventies? Yeah. Wow. And they just got their fine, like they just got the fifty years, yeah. And they got millions and millions of dollars and billions of dollars, and they've this has been their project for a while. And even it took them forty years. (laughs) Like so, you know, it is important to vote, and we should vote. Everybody should vote, especially in primaries, because that's where. No, 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 not everybody. Just people who agree with us. Well, I mean, there's no, yeah, the there's literally, I, I mean, the I, people who don't agree with us already numbers, vote. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the numbers, well, the numbers of this podcast time. have been surging. I think <laughs> for the most part, where everybody listening to this knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah, but like you also got to pay attention and you got to figure out where those levers of power are and start yeah. putting pressure on them. Like well, that's the whole like thing. Like your of theory of change can't center, or you're like, I don't know, analysis of power, or whatever, can't center around voting because it's like, we For one it happens every two years like it's right a long gap right. in between those things right because ideally like what we're doing and what we're focusing on is like building organized constituencies and i think elections are a really good way to do it because it's it you know you're re- you're doing a lot of outreach to ideally everyone in your community you're building this kind of structure where you can catch people and you can train them with new skills and you can like make those connections among people in your district and you can make connections with other districts and kind of you know run coordinated efforts like it's a really good way to train people to bring new people in to do that initial outreach so it's like very to my mind like that's why one of the main reasons i do campaigns because i think it's a really effective kind of base building tool but like yeah i mean campaigns end and then you have to have something to catch people and you have to have something to keep people engaged. And I mean, I think the Working Families Party does a good job of that. And like, that's what we don't do, like electoral politics with Network Delaware. But I mean, we do look for post-election season to like catch people and plug them into issue campaigns and stuff. Because like... Right, of course, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Network Delaware doesn't do it now. Yeah. But Network Delaware was was born of that. Yeah, it's true. It's Eugene and Drew after that campaign... Uh, because it generated so many people who wanted to volunteer and so much excitement. Yeah. That's how that happened. Now, Network Delaware sort of, cha- you know, Drew is very strategic about um, the stuff that he's doing. So he doesn't do as that anymore, like Working Families Party does. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly the – that's the ideal. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And, like, I know, Medina, you can definitely speak to this having now and working there. But, like, once you walk in the doors of legislative hall, it's a completely different world – than anywhere else like the incentives and all that stuff that people have every day is just so bizarre and like until you break those incentive structures and build new ones you're not going to be able to get done the things that need to get done and some of that is going to be electing new people but some of that goes way deeper than that because as long as the only people hanging out there are these lobbyists yeah um because even if we just kind of took a crane and airlifted people into some more seats it i mean it you makes could a big get, difference yeah it's like, not nothing it, right it's not nothing but it will be much better if you're meanwhile building up a base beneath them and also getting people into positions of power within other organizations and ha- making those connections with organized labor and getting people in you know in various 
departments of the state government and all these things. And because I feel like that the idea is that like those are mutually reinforcing things like we're getting we're building people up, putting them in a variety of other organizations and positions of government and then we're also exactly, it's governing exactly. power that's what governing we were saying power. power yeah yeah i mean it's funny you should say that we mentioned it uh, i think i think we recorded when we mentioned it but bill martin and i went one day this week at lunchtime out of the court and we went over to the office of uh, of secretary eugene r young jr uh secretary of housing for the state of delaware well that's interesting because we were just talking about what network did you know six years ago or whatever and so yeah that's part of it you know that's that is it's, so it's so there's it's 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 multifaceted. Yeah, you have to. But use like you it. don't get that stuff. Don't, you don't it, get all those connections unless you're kind of doing it the right way yeah. and like base building while you. And that's what they're doing. Like Carl mentioned the um, what are they the Federalist whatever. Like that's what the establishment's doing. And what I've noticed in the past like month or so is a lot of legislators don't know that they're supposed to be, you know, a separation of powers and checks and balances and that there are three branches of government. They see the governor as a member of the legislature. And apparently he's like this, the most powerful one. So, yeah. I mean, they're doing that. They like they, you know, you would assume that the legislature would keep Denrec in check and maybe hmm. Denrec, you know, will go to the, the judicial branch and the judicial branch will send something back to Den Like, but Instead, whenever something environmental related is in, is introduced, folks are their first question is, "Well, what does Denrac think about this?" Well, mm. well, is Denrac on board? Well, again, um, this is that's how, not how, how it's supposed how to work. White's been, how White's been told that's when he tells the Kowalko story. That's what it is, because uh, Kowalko introduces that bill about corporate transparency, and the first thing they ask him is to go through the process. Right. Did, right. Did, 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 did the private secret group of attorneys vet this? Because if they don't do it, you can't. He's like, I'm an elected legislature. Legislator, no, didn't go through the process. Yeah, and that's when we talk about stakeholders. That's what it means: is there is accepted group of who the stakeholders are. Right. And that is something that you can change as a legislator. Kind of, you can try, but yeah, everybody kind of has to go along with it. Is the issue correct? Uh, yeah. But when then they you say need... stakeholders. That's a people should understand. That's another word um, that. You know, it's sort of like when we talk about like charter schools. There's like little buzzwords when you hear like venture capital, entrepreneurship, individualism. These are all buzzwords. Yes. All, but, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff's bullshit. When you hear that word, you 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 know it's garbage. Because at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day, the only real stakeholders are the ones that are powerful enough to kill a piece of legislation they don't like. Right. So there's like three of them. There's like the Chamber of Commerce, the cops. We can do it now. Uh, we we have three the power to kill some things. Well, like every yeah. bill that Mike well, we just killed yeah, we tries just, to put forth, we right. will bring yeah. down the can wrath of God upon him. Yes, Carl, can you please link the... Uh, the the Namdi Town Hall. Yeah, the Namdi Town Hall. I mean, I'm, I do not so, claim here, credit for that, but so, like no, the broad but like left. For, for your for your listeners, it should be required. Well, hey, I, 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 I will tell yeah, you this, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll listen to it after we have, we'll do one more segment. But I I saw that it got posted, and I was and I, of course I was following it. Um, but we were just so locked down in like Kathy mode. But like getting up at like six a.m., figuring out how to get to Dover, uh, figuring out how to get home, and then figuring out how to record an hour. Uh, and getting your head together with like some a lot of the days were like real convoluted technical testimony and evidence, and so yeah we were we were we were down on it. But I I did follow it about you know how much sort of 
press it got right out of the box. Well, wait, so let's can we give the just in case you're uh, yes. So let's talk not, about this eminent you know, domain. In case they have lives. Yeah, know. I mean, well, we, I think yeah. we talked a little bit <laughs> like, about relate, things that yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if people remember, uh, we I think we talked a little bit about this uh, with Cheyenne Miller, obviously. But actually, that part did not actually come up because we were still oh, we focused did. on the bundling bill. Though, oh right, which right, also right. got oh, yeah, it was right. a package. Of and I think the only thing we might have talked about it was when because this happened simultaneously with the Green Amendment, and so when I went and saw. Rachel Gaguar and Ray Krantz and Carl and Carrie Harris and all that. That was the uh, that was why Przicki was there, because on once uh, you know in one part of the committee that uh, they're trying to do the Green Amendment, and on the other part it's this eminent domain thing. The Green Amendment gets shit canned after two days. Well, and the, wait, and the wait, other one got walked. So out, right? so that was the Wednesday. So Wednesday at like noon we go in. We hear um, Kowalko's bill about the inspector general. We, there was like a film don't, Yeah, don't tax forget the film bill, tax credit bill. Right? That's very important. We um, have to film Dead Poet Society 2. <laughs> Which is tax a great credit. movie, by the way. That tax credit. <laughs> um, haven't seen it. Um, anyway, um, so my bill, uh, the chair of the committee is the, the majority leader, Val Longhurst. She says, we got we to gotta stop. We're running out of time. I have another bill, too. We're going to have to hear this all tomorrow. We'll finish tomorrow because public comment. Hearing from the public is so important, and we we value that here. So we're going to make sure that everyone who's here today can come back tomorrow, <laughs> take off work, do what, yeah. do what you got to do, yeah. but we will listen. And then instead of actually putting the imminent domain bill on the agenda for the next day, like she did with my bill, she walked it. And to walk, have you guys talked about that? We've talked about is. it, but it's good to refresh. Yeah, so you just ask, if you so, have enough votes, you can just ask those people to sign it, and then it's passed. And it's out. It's yeah. out of the there's no, there's no public It does not need a hearing of any hearing. sense, yeah. yeah. Now, I guess they don't even, they just know who's going to sign it, and if they get those signatures, it was, it's not like you would, they wouldn't be everybody. like, are you going to do it? They just know you wouldn't, and so they didn't ask you, even though you're on, you're not on the committee, are you? Oh, no, no. The committee is made up of five members, three from the Democratic Party, the speaker, the majority leader, and the majority whip. And then the two leadership from the Republicans, the uh, minority leader and the minority whip. and Danny you know, Short and Tim Dukes. Yeah, and or as, as our majority leader referred to him yesterday as Timmy, Danny and Timmy. Um, hmm, it's a little friendly for the opposition, right? Um, yeah, so just this is, this is an aside. This is not like on track to where we're going. But I realized after the fact that the House majority whip whose job is to, you know, get you votes, help you to get votes, help you to get your stuff passed, tabled my bill. <laughs> um, voted to table it with the Republicans. Of course. And um, <laughs> then I realized, like, two days ago, like, a week later, I'm still fuming, that, you know, I have plenty of bills that got out of committee, and the Speaker just didn't put them on the House agenda. So that's how he could kill this bill. But he chose to table it in committee. So... He really went above and beyond, you yeah, know. I mean, he knows. <laughs> and making all those people try to take off work the next day, yeah, just like, to it's table so it, just to, that's yeah. like. And you, if, if I'm not mistaken, you brought like one of the, uh, America's foremost, the first person who was able to yeah. leverage the Green Amendment in uh, Pennsylvania Maya and get it passed in uh, Montana, I guess. Yeah, and, and she's working in a lot of other states. Yeah, today, so you brought like well. one of the foremost experts in this uh, in the country. But she couldn't make it the second day, and they didn't care because yeah. they didn't want answers to their questions. They just wanted yeah. To, I mean, I know. guess, and, and that's again, I, I try to bring this up all the time about this vote thing. Like in, until you start infiltrating, as Carl said, some of these stakeholders or infiltrate some of these leader in leadership. They're not leaders; they're in leadership roles. 
it's going to be very difficult. But this, but like as Carl said about the pyramid, you got to win some of these elections. You got to do base building, win some of these elections, and and, and then infiltrate some of these real power spots. So I, I took because this it's, off it's, track it's, it's, a little. It's, it's, it's goofy. What's Carl? How would you describe what happened with this imminent domain bill? So it gets walked out of committee. So gets literally, put on the agenda. Um, as so because Mike Brzezinski came all the way down to Dover. Um, all the way. I saw you, Mike. He goes to Dover and UAE equal amounts, I'd say, or uh, Qatar. So. <laughs> yeah, Qatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, you know. And so I guess Val probably just saw him and was like, oh, he came all the way down for this bill. We're going to put it out anyway. So I'll just walk it just so he didn't come down here for nothing. I don't know if that's actually what she did, but that's my assumption. Is it like, oh, big important person. Let's give yeah. it, let's do him a favor. Um, but then after that got walked, you know, we we heard about this and like Kobe heard about this and Cheyenne heard about this and therefore the city council heard about this and yeah. all these people who live in Wilmington heard about it and were like, what the fuck? Uh, and then it immediately got put on the agenda for the following Tuesday. So then yeah. the soonest it could have gone or not actually, no, it could have technically gone on Thursday, but it's almost as soon as it could have gone. But yeah. um, a lot of Wilmington reps, every, every Wilmington representative was signed on to it except for sherry dorsey walker who um let's just yeah. say is not a fan of the bill all the senators too all the senators too yeah uh sarah mcbride tizzy lockman yeah uh darius brown oh by the way i mean i always say um you know f- fuck those wilmington reps who did that um and you know i say it online i say it here if i see um some of you around the neighborhood i'll tell it to your face garbage bill absolute trash and yeah, I'm so glad that there was organizing pressure. Shout out also to um, Amanda Fries at the News Journal. She got on it like the next day. It was like one, and and it was, and she told the story just like it, that, like Green Amendment, like slow walked and shit canned, while this bill w- walked with no hearing at all. Yeah, and these are the two bills. So you know, kudos to her. Also, Amanda, uh, join the WFP Slack. Uh, <laughs> Mandy Fries, get on the WFP Slack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then over the weekend there was a press conference organized. So this is where I, I like, we helped communicate a little bit, but, I, like, I'm not yeah. claiming credit for anything else that happened. Yeah. But um, so then there's a press conference to put on, so you get NAACP. They said they're going to sue if this happens. Uh, the sort of minority caucus in the city council, which is, like, Trippy Congo, Sinead Darby, some of those folks. We love Sinead. Um, of course. Com- com- and comrade and friend. Yeah, so just, like, all these groups come out, and they're like, yeah, no, we do not support this bill. It gets pulled from Tuesday, and they say they're going to have a, like, a public hearing or, like, a, a town hall on Wednesday where they're going to hear from the public well, about— And they did hear to from be, the public. They, uh, but to be fair, oh, boy, though, did they, they didn't host that. They did not host it that. Wasn't it wasn't like was, they uh, were like, oh, we McCoy, want to hear right? from you. It was like, we're having a meeting. Y'all can show up to it. Yeah. <laughs> and— uh People showed up, so it was at the Wilmington Powell Center, so on uh, North Market, and it was organized by, like, Yolanda McCoy, I think, one of the city. I think Xanthia. Xanthia yeah. was the was mastermind. Xanthia was really Xanthia came to Dover. Bill, yeah. Xanthia yeah, so working hard. Uh, Shout and out I, and, Xanthia yeah. Oliver. All and right. I will say, like, yeah, Xanthia, and uh, we're probably also going to get Kobe in trouble if we mention his, I think it's known enough, but, like. I mean, he spoke in, he, a, in opposition to the bill. Yeah, Cheyenne, yeah. Brandon, like. Yeah, there was them, NWCP. so hard, and they, like, kudos to them. They got they so did. many people together. They got so many people, yeah. Uh, and so it was, uh, it, so it was the pal, and if anybody's been in one of, like, the side rooms, it's, you know, 
moderate yeah, it's, size. It's like a little social hall. And in a, in so a, I was not a, there. I don't yeah. think any of us were there, but we watched the very, very choppy DETV. Oh, my um, God, that microphone. R.I.P. <laughs> that microphone. Yeah. just turned off half the time. <laughs> Look, um, it was like every other and you, like it was, it was buffering like in the video. It wasn't even yeah. like yeah. the video, but like the video had connection. buffering if you in need, it. If, if, if anybody needs a little help with the, with audio, we got ours down. But, yeah, you got good, like so. this. You, so you just like see Choppy, and then you hear them talking, and then, and then you see them talking, and then it like skips forward. But you just see. Oh, you can feel the vibe, though. Uh, you could feel it. Uh, and so you have a bunch of people st- speak up against it. Because they were all the community people and all the activists, and then Namdi, my rep, Namdi Chukocha, gets up there. Namdi got Namdi got uh, by he was real <laughs> agitated. The most agitated man. He's pouring sweat, just like it's dripping off him. His voice is cracking. Uh, yeah, he got blasted up there, and he Bud tried to Friel, defend it. Bud Friel just well. set up Namdi to well, get hammered. In yeah, yes. I honestly feel kind of bad. Yes, yes. Did, you tell, did you tell your um, listeners how that worked out too? Like how it started as a Bud Bill? It's oh yeah, well. Mm. So, so it's well, we we yeah. sort of Bud we we, we alluded to, to that when we talked to Cheyenne, and okay, we were working okay. on a story. Jordan Howell and our uh, the Delta State student Asia Jones were actually working on a story because we didn't think that the news journal would cover this. And that's why I'm giving kind of a shout out to her because it was so so good. Well but shout but out I to knew, like the so mobile. I had, I had the butt right? we have the butt angle sort of like yeah, but tell I mean if you guys want to Yeah, well I mean I can tell you, you know, my first hand perspective. So I was in the chamber one day. Now this was probably like at least a month ago. It was before the Adam Street catastrophe. Um I think it was like maybe a week before, if even and I was one of the last people to leave, you know, I was like gathering my stuff, maybe like finishing up whatever. And Bud, yo, Bud is tall. Yeah. Okay. Bud is I know he looks tall. Look, I, That's I, what I'm saying. He should have hooped instead hooped. of trying to legislate. I, I, <laughs> I, have to be, um, I have to be honest. And I asked I him see if he him. did. He didn't. <laughs> what? I <laughs> see him around the neighborhood, obviously, like walking around. He always brings his grandkids to, 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 to trick or treat here. I see him all the time. But as Trump would say, he's a big guy. Grandkids? He's a big guy. Well, anyway, um, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, Medina, I wanted to show you some stuff I'm working on. Hope I can get your support. You know, and he's got this like, he's got like this package of bills. I think it was three different bills. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, interesting. Didn't tell him I would support him or anything, but I was like, all right, I'll take a look at him. You know, he said he emailed him to me. I think he emailed me from like an AOL account. As you do. Like, okay. Um, And then, you know, the Adam Street situation happens. I'm like. This seems suspect. Um, and then I think before it got put on the committee hearing, because I think when it's listed as on the committee, uh, the House Admin Committee meeting, it's listed as a Chococha bill. Yeah, he, he's the right? prime sponsor. So, yeah, I, so that's what in it was between online. Bud yeah. introducing it to all of us and then it going on the committee hearing, it switched names. And so everyone. So, it, so pers- he was the one circulating, it sounds like. But yeah. he was never the prime sponsor yeah. officially. But just imagine in your mind, and Carl will link to this, to, to some background information so you can sort of like, you know, just get a feel for, you know, Bud Friel and and Namdi and feel like why that was sort of passed off to him to, to champion uh, and then get fucking totally owned by the community at the PAL. Yeah, and no one other than him from what I saw that signed on to that bill showed up. Yeah, he got le- he got hung out to dry. I actually kind of felt bad for it because I mean it's a bad bill and I don't like that he's running it, but it really felt like he got hung out to dry by all well, the look, people who were. Here's what I'll tell that. you about Namdi. That guy gets used. 
He's the most transactional fucking guy, and and he the reason he had that bill, his name on that bill, is because he was getting fucking used. And you know what? He should have. Maybe he'll fucking learn his lesson, and he won't get embarrassed like that in public again. I don't know because he um, got hung out to fucking dry because of everybody knows why. Here's the, here's the issue, and and again, I'm gonna tell you like what what real what really happened is we did what all of you guys said, and there's there's a community network now that can stand in opposition of this and do this, and so. Let's not – that's just as much of a victory as some of the defeats. But ultimately, he doesn't know what's a community. Like he didn't – he was just doing that because he's in Wilmington and he wants to make Przicki and Bud, Bud Friel and the, the real power – the real stakeholders in Wilmington. He was trying to make them happy. He's always trying to do that. And so that's what he fucking did. And, and that's – like he, he – it is kind of tragic when you put it that way. But am I am I wrong though? <laughs> I mean, my hot and, and he is... didn't know that he doesn't. He's not in tune well, see, with that's the community. The thing. So he that's... Had no, the, the, the community wasn't. He was surprised. I think I didn't watch the whole town hall. I talked to Namdi actually about the bill before the town hall happened. Um, my hot take is, I think Namdi actually wants to help his community. I just. I know that he does not understand how this would be bad. <laughs> like, yeah. talking to him. I think that's the so side. That's actually, my take. To, to yeah, I, I, I actually, I totally agree. Like, I think he is actually a generally well-intentioned person. Yeah, here's and what like I'll he say. mentioned, you know like he mentioned examples where people died, where like yeah. people's you know well, property was even, damaged. He'll but get, then like, tough on crime too, and he'll yeah, say things. But and it's, it's like, like I think he probably in his heart wants to like. It's like you, people deserve right. to be safe, right? right. But his theory but how do we get there? Whack. Exactly. How do we get there? And like when I was talking to him about it, he basically explained gentrification in a way that was not just saying that. Because I was like, oh, well, you know, people are saying that this is going to push people out of the community. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, like, and, and I genuinely was like trying to hear him out and understand why he thought this was important. And I don't represent Wilmington, and this is before the town hall. But it's like, um, <laughs> he mentioned like, you know, a, a, an entire block of buildings that have been abandoned. And, you know, it's better for a land bank to come in and have a block instead of just, like, here and there properties. And I'm thinking, okay. Better well. for what? So when I'm he like, says better, you have to ask him to define better. For redevelopment. Better. So yeah, I'm like, so, what? What, so who, who comes in and buys that? And what do they do with it? And he's like, well, you know, they could build, like, apartments or something. And I'm like, okay, but, like, you need to make sure that when those are built, they're affordable for folks that live there now. Because if they're not, that is the gen- that's that's gentrification. <laughs> like, right. That's not revitalization. Well, I said this. Just the one thing I want to say is that I gr- agree with you. Let's not. Let's be very clear. And I, I do want to like, I don't want to back up what I said about Namdi, but because he's it's, you got to think. I mean, you're than you're this. a provocateur. You don't need to ever back up. But, anything uh, correct. Wrong. And I'm not going to. <laughs> but to to Carl's point about him being sincere, like, and I we've said this a couple times. The idea of having an abandoned or a vacant property or a nuisance property in your neighborhood on my block, there's one over there actually in this neighborhood. It's been it's been abandoned and boarded up for, for years. I don't like it there. And it would be better if, if we could do something about it. But making it easier for, you know, Buccini Pollen Group or some company from New York or whatever to put something there because it's near Market Street and you can sell them for, you know, you can up, upsell them 45 right. 50%, 60%. And it's that's not it. Like, that's not it. That's not the answer. Well, we're going back to earlier, like the conversation about building that institution. That's how we actually fix these kind of problems. Is where you can trust that 
city council is going to do the right thing. Yeah. You can trust that, you know, Newcastle County land use, like all like all these different like um, groups, departments that have a say in how the money gets allocated and how whether it's market rate, rent rate or whether it's affordable, whether it's rent controlled, like who's who's has access to even get to it. Like we need people in different positions throughout government to actually make that happen. And until that happens, I don't trust legislation like this because it can be taken advantage of, and it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah no one's falling for that. Especially with the land bank, because like if you walk around North Side or East Side, like Riverside, like I was, I think I was canvassing, or I was walking around for either because the uh, the State Service Center on uh, Vandiver is where was the nearest COVID testing, so I'd walk around the North Side a little bit after, or go canvassing the East Side for something, and you walk oh and even in Southbridge too you like walk around and you see the vacants and it's like yeah that's it's a big issue yeah but then half the time when you're walking around and seeing the vacants and you look there's always a little Wilmington Land Bank sign on it right that's <laughs> it's thing. like okay they already owned it and like and I am not against eminent domain I am not against land banks as an idea I love the idea of a land bank um, but when these things are being used in the way that they're currently being used as made you know saying like and that's why Cheyenne brought up the idea of like community land trusts, community ownership, yeah. like when there's actually direct control from the communities. And that's the weird thing about these vacants. A lot of them are owned by communities, but there's like and your dad be, owned them and dad owned it and brought it down. But like, and like, that's bad. Like, this it should be such be an easy now, sell because if, if, if you're truly, if your intention is to improve the, uh, the neighborhood for everyone, whether it's for crime, for a rodent problem, crime, whatever. Crime, crime, in our community. Right, right. Whatever you're, that's for those people who live there. So why don't, if we're going to do something, why doesn't more of the benefit go to the people who live there? Why does that benefit have to go to some uh, some firm, uh, you know, from Northern Virginia? Yep. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Why plug doesn't it go? If that's the, if, if that, that's why you're doing it. Why don't they get the benefit? Why do you have to allow these people, uh, you know, some capital to make? Also, just we all know that this conversation is going to be just totally moot in like I don't know two years once Cutter just owns like sixty percent right. <laughs> of the buildings in Wilmington. Oh my God! Chris Johnson's going to bring it home for us, buddy. We were talking about the next mayor, and uh, I'm supporting early because if Chris Johnson's probably going to run because he went to do the thing with the yeah. with the, with the sheiks and the mirrors. They're going to build the and... coolest skyscrapers. In Wilmington, let me tell you um, something. You know, like three thousand people are going to die as they're making them, but they're. Gonna I have so a feeling. Cool. This is my personal feeling. I'm going to go out there. What did What did you say earlier? I'm a provocateur, so I can, yeah, I can make yeah. these bold statements. Lean into it. I'm going to get ready. <laughs> oh God, get ready. <laughs> Brace for impact. <laughs> I, in my heart, feel like I could get behind the a, a, a mayoral campaign that would that would. Generate all of this energy, like a, like a, a you, 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 the way Eugene did, but now with the, all of the space that we've built. Yeah. Keandra Ray Dole for mayor. Oh, I thought you were going to say Chris Johnson. You got to be fucking kidding me. I'm I mean, I thought so too. Saying, but you were, I, I thought you were yeah, building to a joke. Yeah, same. No, no Keandra, being, I mean, Keandra being, would be awesome. Yeah. I'm being, I'm being, uh, what is that? I'm dead ass, bro. <laughs> 
old is this guy? <laughs> oh, brother. Wow. <laughs> 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 put like a slot, a whistle slide. Oh, man. It's like the SpongeBob. This uh, guy <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Come on. I no, try to make, no, you know, the old guy tries no. to make one fucking joke. She would be no, good. So, again, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm being serious. So, I was not trying to set up a joke. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the joke, Chris Johnson's the joke. I mean, that's the joke. I mean, I mean, we're Chris all the joke because yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> thought he was gonna be anything other than yeah. what he yeah, is. Yeah, the joke's on us. Yeah, but again, we played ourselves. Is it that we did like I mean, I in that one it. episode where he was talking about you know if we can brand something BPG, why don't we do it or something? And I'm like, no, that's wrong. Everything you're saying about this is wrong. So I remember in Bert's fucking basement, the original fucking bunker over there, I remember having that little bit of conversation where he. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, you know, we can partner with, with, you know, these real estate firms to do like sort of what Nandi was saying. And you're like, no, bro, it don't work that way. Well, see, that's, that's wrong. That's why. And I was, I was going to say this earlier. That's why I'm going to plug again Working Families Party, because all of the research that volunteers and yeah. paid staff of WFP have done in the past two years on policy, like. I they probably look. So I haven't finished my first legislative session, but I'm sure I voted for some bad bills. Um, I'm sure some got through. You know, the there was SIF. one I just saw report in the news journal that we totally missed about uh, uh, more funding for the cops and schools. Yeah, well, that's one. Uh, I'm sure I mean, they got that was our bad. They got that. I'm sure you know there are others. Sometimes, <laughs> but look, you know, sometimes you let others, in a howler. Yeah, you know how many other bills, like bad bills, that I would have voted for because I just missed it, didn't understand how it's bad, or. You know, um, there are bills that did not get a hearing or yeah. failed in committee because we got like we got information ahead yeah. of time. We got briefed. Yeah. And that's another thing that we're missing right now. Like folks, you know, that that actually do care are legitimately sometimes bamboozled, which, you know, surprise, yeah. surprise, um, because the this opposition is so well funded and, and so well versed right. in like, you know, terminology where they're like, oh, yeah. no, no, no. Don't worry about that. Yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. Right. They have these like think tanks and lobbyists and whatever. We have paid lobbyists. Team, yeah. Yeah. We have our team of, I don't know, we, seven. A people. ragtag group yeah, of like volunteers. seven, eight people. <laughs> yeah. And then a the phone number is for people who work for like <laughs> ACLU. Yeah. And that's about it. We're a motley crew. But they really do work so hard. Um, like I I don't do uh, the, the briefings, but I was on an office hours this past Friday, maybe, or the Friday before, and two of the volunteers were doing the Senate briefing for Marie's committees. And so I was, like, on just helping out however I could, despite, like, not having done it. So I was kind of just, like, the annoying kid who wants to bake with the parents, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, fine, stir it. But um, they, it, I was just, it was maybe, I don't know, a few hours worth of work on a Friday night, uh, you know, 8 to 10, 30 or whatever, and they're... It's incredibly yeah. valuable. I, like, yeah. I really... It's like those commercials. I don't know if they still do that where they're like priceless, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it really is. I yeah. can never say enough like to say how yeah. thankful and grateful I am to every single volunteer who's put in time. It's, There's some that like. Though. Because like that's well, why people. Do. Like all of us benefit from it yeah. and we talk about it. And like there have been instances where I've DM'd someone on Slack because I'm mm. like, hey, can we follow up on this? And they like do research for me and they're like, here's yeah. what you can say in committee. Here's some questions so we can figure out where this is going. Yeah. And. You know, the, like, just to put that into perspective, there are people who get paid, you know, six <laughs> figure salaries at least yeah. to do that about a couple topics mm-hmm. for a couple clients, you know. 
Yeah. And they live in Legislative Hall. Like, I make jokes yeah. to them all the time about it. I'll, like, come around a corner and I'm like, ooh, whoa. <laughs> and they're like, we know, you know. Like, they're, you know, yeah. it's like in this group of five people, you got Comcast, Verizon, Delmarva. You've got Facebook. You, you know, it's like, it's crazy. And they're yeah. there all the time. Yeah. We, we don't have that infrastructure yet, but we're getting there. And I can tell you guys, I don't know if I could have even gotten through this first session without the support of WFP. Because it really is it just it you know melts your brain <laughs> um and rearranges it and like <laughs> it's like i don't know if i said this on the show before but you know when you have like a play-doh like set as a kid and you have like the little thing remember they used to like mm-hmm. crank the listeners can't see what i'm doing but like just crank imagine it. you know yeah. like putting your window up or down in an old car right yeah. but you're or like you're a making spaghetti or, yeah. i mean like there's a lot of talk about and you who's start old with and like, who's old i don't want to i don't want to i remember doing that, that right like yeah. you start with like five colors maybe maybe three colors and by the end it's all mushed together yeah. <laughs> and you've got to put brown. the lid on all the way and it's like crusty that's my brain yeah <laughs> and like wfp is just like picking out the pink and putting the pink into the pink <laughs> jar and making sure the lid is on all the way so what's left doesn't dry out. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, people so should WFP join. So is like, WFP is like the mom. Yeah. This is the mom of the, of the operation. It's like, oh, no, no, make sure you put the cap on that marker. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but if doesn't folks dry out. care about policy, like, you should absolutely sign up. Um, you'll have a lovely onboarding one-on-one with one of the either volunteers or with Carl. Imagine, um, imagine, yeah. imagine you, you want to, imagine great you want to, like Medina. You, yes, imagine you want to do some sort of work and you, you're, you have an issue that you think you could be called on to give some advice about, or you want to get out and meet some of our comrades doing canvassing and you just sign up for the working families party. You know, you send, you send $5 a month to the working families party and you're like, I want to get involved. Let's have an intake. I mean, on the, on the slack and I'm going to do it and. The person who does that could potentially be Carl Stomberg. It could be him. The next you, Carl. You can meet him. Oh, no, you, you can meet Carl. You yeah. can meet. Yeah. That's a way. Like people are. Carl's sort of an, a, a man of mysteries, <laughs> and people love. They love Carl content, but he doesn't have. The, like I have a, a particular like manner of speaking and like persona that people are like. They get it. They're like, okay, I I get that. Carl's. It's a lot under the surface. He's more uh, complex, and meeting him under the surface. I'm nervous now. And and look, you sign up for Forking Families Party. You get to meet all of these great people. And that's good. WFP does do a good job, I think, of building a real community. And there are a lot of people who care about each other. And there's like the social component as well as the work component. And it's yeah, it's nice. Like folks have done a really good job of just making it feel like a supportive place i think um and i think that's why with elected support you're going to be hard pressed to like have volunteers on 10 o'clock at night on a friday night doing their little tasks and updating the like yeah they are doing a lot of weird stuff will be doing that stuff on a friday night yeah so you get a lot of that you get a lot of that but it's also fun because People are friends, and yeah. they're yeah. having a good time while they do it. No and doubt. I think that yeah. makes a huge difference. One and, other plug, yeah. like, just adding on to this. If you work, you know, for a bad guy, because that's, like, yeah. where you, you can find a job, Delaware, right? So like, yeah. You probably it's do work, you know? A lot, right? of bad, like, lot of bad guys. Like, we all do. Yeah. Right? Um, But because you work for the bad guy, you are privy to information on how bad that bad guy is. Um, Come to WFP. Share that information. 
We have eyes and ears in lots of places, not everywhere yet, but join us, you know, become part, become part of the hive. Uh, everyone. Three hours later. Three hours later. <laughs> Carl, Carl will, Carl will fix this. Um, uh, join the working families party for the reasons that we said. Patronize the podcast for the reasons that we said. Um, start to get engaged because we're doing all of this work. Um, to help you engage your neighbors, to help you bring people into the fight. You I kn- could be like on the ground floor of the next Kathy McGinnis. Who is... <laughs> like you and all your new friends at the Working Families Party could be discovering the next elected official that you will obsessively follow for like three and a half years. Yeah, we were talking about this at the rally that we yeah. we were obsessed with Kathy McGinnis. Yeah. Three and a yeah. half years before the indictment, like we were like we, model scouts. Yeah, we, we the lieutenant governor, she got the big. lieutenant governor campaign. Yeah, kind like of yeah, yeah, like lieutenant governor when she's running for auditor the first like yeah. If you if you stick with us, we'll figure out the next person who's going to get indicted like three years <laughs> before it happens. Yeah, it's an incredible journey, folks, and the only the it can only come from one place, and that place is on the left because left is best.